Hey, dads, you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help anyone else. Today, we're going to talk about taking care of you so that you can be there for others. Today, we're going to get into how do you take care of yourself? Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. We're going to go through a few tips and tricks that Paul and I have used, and we're going to ask you what you do. Um, and then we get off into a couple of tangents about hustle culture and green bean casserole. Green bean casserole recipe. Actually, there is a green bean casserole recipe in here. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, this is uh, Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve, and we don't have any, uh, we haven't picked out a topic, so if this show seems like it uh, has a theme, um, good. <laughs> let us know what it is in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah let us know what it is. <laughs> when you get done liking, subscribing, hitting the bell, <laughs> let us know what the theme is. I think it's uh, self-care. It's self-care Thursday. Ah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here at the dining room table. That's why I look, my background looks different. Um, the sun, it, we're recording in the afternoon and the sun shines through and there are no leaves on the trees yet. So it causes a huge glare yeah, on my face. Pretty brutal. I already have a face made for podcasting. I don't need like <laughs> the sun shining in my face. Right. <laughs> the um, Normally we, we record on Mondays, but this has been a week. Mm-hmm. This has been a week and we, uh, you know, I think having a weekly show forces us to record when we don't have anything, we j we'll go weeks without doing anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that that's maybe tip number one, when you're a dad, um, Hey dads, Hey, grown ass dads. What do we call them? Gads. Gads. <laughs> yeah. I can't get used to that one. When you're a grown ass dad and you've got all of these bad things you got to do, one thing it's easy to forget about is taking care of you. Mm -hmm. And as we often say on this program, it's like when you're on the plane and they tell you to put your mask on first before you help somebody else. Because if you ain't got no oxygen, you can't help anybody else. Right. So, you know, once in a while, you just got to provide yourself with a little oxygen, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is the week where things, uh, you know, sort of piled up. And uh, so tip number one, if you have a thing <laughs> that is yours, and right now this podcast is my thing. Mm, same. Um, I, you know, it's not like anybody else is depending on me to do this. This is mm -hmm. me depending on me to do this. And Paul depending on me to show up. <laughs> and... I don't know. You know, the YouTube seems to have clicked. I can't really say our eight listeners or six listeners when we're getting 50, 40, 50 views on our videos. So mm -hmm. maybe more people are starting to go, yeah, I'll miss you guys if you don't do a weekly show. Yeah. I think that's important for mental health. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things if you go to therapists um, to help your kids out and you talk to the therapist is one of the things they'll tell you is, encourage them to find a thing where other people depend on them where they're serving others 
because mm-hmm. that helps your mental health to feel like other people depend on you. I don't know if yeah. that's if you've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, I've I, I've been in therapy. I've heard it. <laughs> it's not it's not always the case, but it does help to have something. Get that yeah, dopamine rush to pick yourself up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of a purpose. Mm-hmm. That's tip number one. Uh, find your thing. And for me, it can't be. So, I I'm not good at that. I think I think we've talked about this before. Like mm. I pretty much have stopped doing everything I used to do. Yeah, you know? a lot. Same here. A lot of what I used to do is no longer important to me. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like I'm sitting here going, man, I wish I took the I would take the time to make beer. I wish I would take the time to uh, watch sports ball. Um, I, I don't miss it. You know, no. I used to watch a lot of football. I used to make beer. I used to, what else did I used to do? I guess it's, I used to go to the dad's club meetings. Mm-hmm. So that was just going to the bar and drinking. <laughs> Self-care. <laughs> Self-medication. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't really do that stuff anymore. I don't really miss it. Um, yeah. But then what that results in is like, okay, so what do I do? This. Yeah. <laughs> I do this. So. And we thank you for it. And not every, and and whatever your thing is, we're 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 pre-programmed or programmed since birth or something that in this country that our thing is supposed to make us money in some oh, way, right? Right. And the, when when it reaches that level, it it ceases to be that thing you do, and it becomes that thing you have to do. Oh, that is true. And and you'll you'll do things you don't really care about. Yeah, um, I got into that a few years back. I was going to do this thing where um, I was going to, you know, I wrote this workbook on how to. So I got into I got into the hustle culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did um, big time. Yeah, and because uh, the grift is good. I mean, these people are really good at convincing you that if you just take and you follow their steps, it's a recipe. It's like cooking, uh, you know. It's like cooking a, a meatloaf, right? You just follow the recipe. I don't know why I picked meatloaf. Because meatloaf is delicious. How about chicken soup? I can't or eat chicken. What's something that's easy? What's something that's hard? Oh, green bean casserole. I was just going to say <laughs> green bean casserole. It's like, it's like green bean casserole, right? You just follow these simple steps, and yep. you end up with delicious green bean casserole, and it's really hard to mess up. Right. It's it's the it's the dish that literally anyone can make with three ingredients in an oven. <laughs> kind of hard to mess it up. It's like three chords in the truth. Three <laughs> ingredients in the oven. Get yourself a can of green beans, some cream of mushroom soup, and some fried onions, and just you got green yep. bean casserole. But it's easy, you know. You follow step one, step two. So the hustle hustle grift mm-hmm. is it's. Yo, I've literally made millions of dollars. Here's my, see, I can prove it because I'm standing in front of a a fancy sports car. Yeah. Um, And I did it by studying uh, what other people have done. And I can prove that too, because I got these books behind me, these books written by people you've heard of, you know. Also notice that my house is very white and it's probably given to me by a sponsor. So (laughs) there's that. Yeah. Notice how beautiful my house is and or um, look at the boats in the back of me with the with the nice beach in the background. Yep. Anyway, so 
step one, step two, step three, right? And mm -hmm. all you got to do is subscribe to my thing. And oh, by the way, there's a money back guarantee. If you do all the steps, all you got to do is send send me the website and I'll go check it out. Make sure you did the steps. And if you want your money back, I'll give you your money back, right? If you didn't make money, um, if you don't think it was worth what you paid me. So I fell for it. I paid some money. I learned mm -hmm. the steps. I did the I did most of the steps. I didn't mm -hmm. do enough of the steps to be able to, because it turns out it's not that easy. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <Good> <laughs> not that easy. Um, and it's this hustle thing, right? And so my thing was, well, I'm an independent, because I was at the time an independent consultant, Mm -hmm. Like, and I was able to make more money as an independent consultant than I would have as an employee. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, what if I just teach people how to do that and follow this? So I'll write the workbook and then think the thing I'll sell is the workbook and then a program where, you, well, you can get the workbook for free if you sign up for my ongoing whatevers, you know, the hustle cult, you know, look at Google, don't Google Andrew Tate. I was going to say Google Andrew Tate. <laughs> anyway, it's the same thing, Andrew Tate is selling right he's basically saying join my 50 dollars a month club and i will teach you how to get rich right mm -hmm. the difference between andrew tate and the other people the ones i fell for and stuff is he is uh light years better at it and he has mm -hmm. absolutely zero eth ethical compass at all <laughs> he's a complete narcissist yeah but anyway, so what I ended up doing, I didn't really care that much about the workbook. I didn't care that much about running the workshops. If I ever got that far, I didn't, all I wanted was I wanted to make the money. Right. Right. So that thing that you want to do, if you pick uh, something where you're like, well, as long as I'm doing the thing, um, I might as well make money at it. You will end up doing stuff you don't really like. Right. You won't be proud of it. Right. So I think where I went wrong you, like decades ago was listening to people <laughs> when i and, and sound I, and I advice looked, never listen well, to anybody about anything looked, <laughs> never listen to anybody about anything under any circumstance <laughs> well you know when i look back on the people that what that that would tell me stuff and i think what what did they <laughs> what did they have <laughs> honestly so a right. like I, I probably ne I probably never would have tried to pursue like art as a career if I hadn't listened to people I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But the double-edged sword is, of course, you know, I have some some of my best friends come from that, you know, less than successful endeavor. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Um, because. Like if you take Gerard Way as an example, the creator of Umbrella Academy in. Mm -hmm. Uh, lead singer, <laughs> lead lead singer, vocalist of American rock band My Chemical Romance. He he was an artist, you know. He went to art mm -hmm. school, mm -hmm. and you know he pursued art as a career, drawing cartoons or whatever. And then he watched nine eleven happen from up close, yeah. and decided the same for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to try this music as a career. Now it worked. It worked out. For most people, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so a little bit of luck, a little bit of talent, a <laughs> little bit of right place, right time, you know, and it a worked lot of out right for place, him. right time. But yeah. Yeah. You can't discount talent and, you know, <laughs> talent and heart. Talent, heart and right place, right time. Mm -hmm. Um, But is that advice? Like, would he go like, like, would that be good advice? Like if he was talking to somebody who said, yeah, 
went to art school. I'm drawing cartoons. I'm making okay money. Would he go, man, you should quit and go do something you really love, you know? I don't mm -hmm. think he would give that advice, right? No. That's not good advice. <laughs> no. It's survivor bias because it says, hey, what it worked for him, it's the same mm -hmm. thing these hustle grifters do, right? Mm -hmm. The hustle culture, mm -hmm. they will point to the times it's worked. And obviously the grifter had some success at it, right? So they were able to point to their cars and their house and everything and say, hey, look, it worked. You should do what I did. But for every person for whom it worked, there's 10,000 who did the exact same thing, tried yes. the exact same thing, and it didn't work, right? Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't, so people go, well, what am I supposed to do then? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a different show maybe. But the, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point being on the, just to, just to, uh, you know, put a bow on the hustle culture uh, tangent that I went mm -hmm. on. Um, if here's all you, here's all you got to think about with the hustle culture. If teaching, you know, if the thing that they're trying to teach you worked, why would they be trying to teach you? Like drop, take drop shipping as an example, you know, mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, you never even have to have inventory. You just, you sell the thing. And once you sold the thing online, now you buy it, have it shipped to them and you make a little profit and you just keep doing that and you'll make millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. I will teach you to do that. Just pay me and I will teach you how to do that. I'm like, <laughs> dude. Why don't you just, if it works so well, why yeah. don't you just do that to make your money? Why do you need to make You're money off of me? You're clearly making enough money with your <laughs> hustle. You don't need two hustles. Exactly. Why do you need yeah. this hustle if it actually works? In fact, why would you want to teach me? Now you have a competitor out there, mm -hmm. right? If I get as good as you got at it, now you have a competitor and it's not going to work as well for you. That so was my guess the... is you don't make a lot of money on dropshipping. You make all the money telling me that you make money on drop shipping. Right? Yes. That to me that was always the suspicion ometer would go off. It's like then I would be your you're teaching me to become your competition. Ooh. Uh or you're teaching me how not to be your competition and also making me pay you. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> you're not going to give me the full keys to the kingdom. That's right. Picking a thing too is like, like, well, okay. Like this week for me was all about oxygen. I needed that oxygen mask. Yeah. And as a result, I didn't do, I did nothing. Mm. I, I read some books, watched uh, way more TV than I normally do. Slept a lot. And it was fine. <laughs> I woke up today. I'm like, all right, now guess what? I, I've got enough of I've got enough going, enough dopamine flowing. I've got enough uh downtime in me to to get that energy level built back up to actually do something that I that I want to do, you know, to move forward. So sometimes it's just watch some damn TV. Watch some damn TV. That's that's point number two, I think, is unplug if you need to. Yeah. And and turn off those voices in your head that sound suspiciously like your parents mm. saying, why aren't you doing something productive right now? <laughs> yeah, well, we've been we yeah, we've been beat down since we were little kids that we yeah. have to be productive at all times. A conversation when I was a kid, a conversation with my dad was an invitation to work. You yeah. avoided it at all costs because he would talked to you for two minutes and then put you to work. 
because yeah. you weren't doing anything. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, that, that worked for you because, you know, if, if your family didn't work 24 seven, you guys would have starved to death. Clearly we don't have to be working 24 seven to survive anymore. Yeah. You know, my, my family did. And it's like, but, but it's already been beat into our heads because that's all he knew. Yeah. And then, then growing up, it's like the, the unprogramming that it takes to get that out of your head is, right. you know, you just, I can't, it starts out. Yeah. I can, you know, I, I can, I can beat it down for a while. It, it's extremely difficult. And uh, if you're being paid for like, if you have a, a regular job, let's mm -hmm. say like I do, um, it's, it's hard. It, you know, I had this added bonus of not only having that, you know, beat into me from an early age, like you always have to be doing something. Yeah. But then I start working and the way our corporate system works is your parents are replaced with a boss mm -hmm. and the boss was taught the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were also taught if you don't keep people working, they will steal from you. Yeah. They'll either steal, you know, time or they'll steal, but you know, they'll basically, they'll get away with as much as without doing as with doing as little work as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have to stay on them. And so if they're not physically there at the work site, you know, doing something, then they're right. not being productive. But, but I, as you may, as you may know, having known me for 45 years, <laughs> I don't always look productive, but when I get, <laughs> when I am doing something, when I get focused and when I get on it, I I can produce some pretty good stuff. And I, I used to take pride in the, like I, I was still in college until I was like 28, mm -hmm. not physically in college, but I still behaved as though I was in college, right? Going out late on weeknights, not being able to get up in the morning, you know, being late to work, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, being hung over at work sometimes, whatever. But I was as good as anybody else, right, at my job, as the people who didn't do what I was, you know, who were there early, stayed late, you know, always focused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was as good as or better as them at my job. And I used to take pride in that. I used to think I could be a slacker and still yeah. be as good as you guys, right? But you know what that really was? Like, I, I used to have some shame about that, too. But mm -hmm. you know what that really was? That says not everybody is the same. Shocker, right. Right. Not right, everybody right. works the same. So. In order for you, today's going to be a great show, and you're going to do a great job of editing it and putting it together. But the <laughs> the way that you are able to do that is by unplugging a little bit earlier in the week, right? Mm -hmm. So that was just as important. Watching more TV than you normally do, laying around, sleeping later, taking naps was just as important as having your fingers on your mouse and keyboard, yeah, and doing work, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the the work output you're going the work you're going to put out is better. Yeah. I said fingers on your mouse and put out like in the same paragraph. <laughs> See, I always, I, I always subscribe to that line from uh, Tremors, where which was, uh, "We plan ahead so we don't have to do anything right now." Yeah. Right. <laughs> but when we line. do, but, but when we do fire into it, it's on all cylinders. So it's the quality of of what you end up with, not not the amount of time you put into it or the mm -hmm. quantity of time you put into it. It's the quality of what you put out there, mm -hmm. which is why I, you know, for, for years now, and I'm, I'm getting, 
it ebbs and flows, but for years I've been adjusting my career to the point where it's more important I, that I have great ideas and that I know how to implement those ideas so that people can be successful. Um, you know, I've been navigating my career in that direction for decades, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm finally to a point now where my primary role is that, right? It's not like that I get up and I'm productive every hour of the day. It's that I have good ideas, and in order to have those good ideas, I need think time. Mm -hmm. right? I have to think, I have to be in a good headspace and all that stuff. The problem is it ebbs and flows. And lately, one of the issues with my mental health lately is because of some issues at work, I had to jump in and take on some, some work that is not that it is like mm -hmm. nose to the grindstone type, mm -hmm. you know, put your head down, do work type work. Mm -hmm. And it's been a struggle because I can't keep up with that and keep up with my other role and keep up with my dad duties, mm -hmm. you know, all mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's been a struggle. And and so now we're at point number three, uh, which is ask for help. Oh God, strong enough <laughs> to be weak. Strong, strong enough, enough to, to be, be weak. weak. Yep, it's one of the things my therapist taught me. I went to my most trusted colleague uh, at work and just said, um, I said, every time we meet, I feel bad because I haven't gotten the thing, <laughs> the things done that I'm supposed to be getting done. And I said, meanwhile, I don't think I'm doing as good of a job for the client on this client work that I'm doing as I could be. Mm -hmm. I said, we need to get somebody doing, and we had been interviewing somebody to take over the client work for me. I mm -hmm. said, we just need to make an offer, give him whatever he asked for. We just got, we, we have to get him on board. Cause mm -hmm. I don't enjoy that work anymore yeah. <laughs> like I used to. Um, and it's keeping me from doing a good job at the, at the work that I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I said, I just feel, and she, of course, the first thing she always does is like, tells me it's not my fault and it's okay. And it happens to all of us. And I'm like, thank you for all of that. That's not exactly what I need though. <laughs> I, Cause I know it's not my fault and I know what happens to everybody. And I know what I really, you know, I, but thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm just trying to be factual. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to be factual to say, I haven't been doing as good a job and here's a solution. We need to get this other person on board to take that piece away from me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, absolutely. She said, I'll do that right now. So we hang up the phone. 15 minutes later, she said, it's a yes. He, he accepted our offer. He can start next week. And I was like, just a load lifted uh -huh. off of my shoulders. At that mm -hmm. point, I was in a better mood. I felt better. I probably treated my family better. Just everything felt better immediately, even though it was a help is on the way, like the cavalry's coming. Like <laughs> or Mrs. Doubtfire. I still have all of the work that I need to get done between now and when this guy gets up to speed. And it's going to be a lot of work to get him up to speed and everything. Yeah. Like it's not going to get easier right away. Right. But I already feel better because I asked for help. Yeah. And a solution, and together we came up with a solution, and we're implementing a solution. So be strong enough. Wait, what was it? Strong enough to what? I I, I say be strong enough to be weak. Strong enough ask, to be weak. Ask for help. Yes, because you know who doesn't ask for help is somebody who truly isn't isn't strong, That's because right. they're That's, afraid of how you're going to yeah. judge them. Right. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. They don't want to be found out as being perceived as weak or incompetent or not quote unquote man enough. Yeah. All that dumb stuff. Man, imposter syndrome is real. Right? That's a hundred percent, which is ironic. 
<laughs> yes. And it was, I think I was in my mid forties when I read somebody did some study who knows. Um, and it said something like 80% of people suffer from imposter syndrome, especially mm -hmm. like knowledge workers. I would imagine that would be an interesting one. Like, like people like tradesmen, like mm -hmm. probably don't really have that as much. And here's my guess. So what is imposter syndrome? If you're listening, you don't know what that is. Um, imposter syndrome is when you get this feeling like you're just a fraud and you're just faking it. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, your parents, let's, let's say you're a kid, you know, talk to my, I'm going to talk to my babies here, right? As a dad, I'm going to talk to some of you young, youngins. Um, your parents tell you, you know, you're, you're doing great. You know, I'm proud of you. I love you. Um, hopefully they do. If they don't, I'm going to talk right into the camera. If your parents haven't told you this, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I'm your dad now, okay? I love you. You're doing great. I'm very proud of you. You Just making it this far is is a mm -hmm. success, you know? <laughs> if, and if you're watching this, you probably know me and you know I'm serious. Uh, you're doing great. Now, that little thing in the back of your head that's saying, yeah, but he doesn't really know. He doesn't really know me, right? He doesn't mm -hmm. know the thoughts <laughs> I have in my head. He mm -hmm. doesn't know me in my weaker moments. He only sees like the outward me when I'm, when I'm at my best, I've had time to get ready. I had time to clean my room. I had time, to, you know, you don't see the thoughts in my head that tell me that I'm not good enough. Right. That that's imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you're good at anything except for fooling other people into thinking you're good at something. <laughs> and I had it bad. You want to talk about a case of imposter syndrome in my career. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing and nobody realizes it. Right. <laughs> and when I read 80% of people feel the same way, I was like, Oh, okay. So I'm normal. I yeah, I, I'm thinking that statistics a little bit higher in the Midwest. Yeah. You're probably I, right. I have met one of us that didn't, even if they wouldn't admit to it, you could tell they suffered from it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, but then I was thinking, well, what if you're like a, a plumber or a carpenter, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing that you build doesn't fall down. And that happens over and over because, you know, or you're a plumber and you're able to, you know, the sink gets unclogged or whatever. Th that's got to help, right? Because you're seeing I mean, immediate results. Yeah, you would <laughs> see it right there. It's like, well, nobody's, no, I haven't gotten any calls that, you know, the the toilet's overflowing and they don't know why. <laughs> right, right. The wiring works, you know, <laughs> uh, the roof is still on the house. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so where, how did I get on imposter syndrome? I'm saying ask for help because, oh, that's it. By the way, uh, you're not as good at hiding. This is the bad news. You're not as good at hiding your faults and weaknesses as you think you are. Mm -hmm. So if you have somebody you trust that you can go to and ask for help, they probably already know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they probably have some of the same insecurities and weaknesses, right? Yeah. Or they may complement your strengths, meaning you're good at stuff they're not good at and they're good at stuff you're not good at. And so they already know what you're not good at because they're good at it. And they like working with you because, Hey, you're not good at, you know, holding the board up and I'm not good at nailing it in. So we make a good team, right? <laughs> so if you came to me and asked me for help, I already know you're not exposing any weakness to me. I already know all your foibles. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's important is to find that person you can do that with. I mean, most yeah. people, I would hope it's their spouse or significant other. 
that's you know. a that's a that's a fine hope you have there. <laughs> that's the, well, you see how that well that worked out for me. <laughs> yeah, for ten years, I don't think it was that person. <laughs> it, uh, it is now, probably, but it 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 a hundred percent is now. It and and by the way, it's multiple people. It depends on the situation. So if it's yeah. parenting, uh, whoever your co-parent is, if you have one, you know, if you if you have another person, uh, so I do. You 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 don't or kind of do. I, you... I have a, I have a good support group. Good, good. All right. So you go to this other person who's also responsible for parenting your kids, you know, and you talk to them about it. If it's work, hopefully you have somebody at work, right? Mm-hmm. If it's if it's uh, anything else, hopefully you have your own little Paul Schultz in your life that you can message. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, you know, your Steve Vinson or your yeah, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or your Amy or your, or your Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The two people I message the most. <laughs> it's always you and me and you and me and me and you and you and me and your friend Steve. And your friend Steve. <laughs> Poor girl. That's, you know, uh, we could go on, but I think that's probably enough tips. They're not going to remember all of them if we give too many. Well, they, Unless you yeah. had, did you have any in mind you wanted to? No. Well, the ones that we discussed are the ones that I had in mind. So we're good oh, cool. there. Yeah. <laughs> Find a thing, let yourself uh, unplug, and don't worry about always being productive and be strong enough to be weak and ask for help. And also, here's another one. If you have one that we haven't covered, leave ah. it in the comments. Maybe we'll That's put it in a future show or talk about it at some point. Yeah, so, you know, just to sum things up, you know, take care of yourself because you know, dads, you're you're not going to be able to help others if you don't take care of yourself. That's right. So, and then how do you do that? Yeah, just find these ways. These are three ways Paul and I have used, and we try. Um, yeah, and let us know what your ideas are. Absolutely, especially if we have any licensed therapists that listen. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you guys. For sure. Yeah, maybe even on a personal level. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Send us a message. <laughs> like if we're about to do something, if you're like, no, don't do that one. <laughs> Definitely tell us about that. Uh, cool. But we're, you know, in the end, we're better off dad. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to do the right thing when things are hard and it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs>